I'm Justin Lesko, Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu brown belt and former pro MMA fighter. It's competition day. You've worked really hard to get here and you're super excited. The day will be very fun, win or lose, but let's be honest, it will be a lot more fun if you win. There are some things you can do to help you win and there are some things you definitely should not do. And that's the list we're looking at today. The 11 things you should never do at a tournament. Number one, you need to make sure you look good, look good, feel good, feel good, win good. And I know that's bad grammar, but you got to follow the pattern. The best way to look good and win well is to wear your Epic Roll gear. Epic Roll is made by grapplers for grapplers, which means it's designed to perform and will help you look your best both on and off the mats. You can pick up geese, rash guards, fight shorts, hoodies, joggers, hats, coffee mugs, artwork, anything you need for jujitsu, you can find at epicrollbjj.com. And you can use the coupon code podcast15 to get 15% off your order. You can also follow Epic Roll on Instagram at epicrollbjj. You're going to compete? Why not look your best when you're up there on the podium collecting your medal? epicrollbjj.com, coupon code podcast15. Now, let's dive into this list. So this seems pretty basic, but don't forget your things. Double check you have all your stuff before you leave for the tournament. You pay a lot of money to compete. You don't want to turn up and you're missing your gi or your no gi stuff. Literally the only things that you must have to compete and then you forgot them. That would be problems. Here's a tip I've learned from triathlon. Before you pack your bag with your gi and your no-gi stuff and your mouthpiece and your belt and your backup clothes and clothes for after you compete and food and water, lay it all out and take a picture of it and then put it in your bag. So when you're getting ready to leave and you panic and you think, oh wait, did I pack my something? You can just look at the picture and see that it's there or not there rather than unpacking the whole bag again just to check if your mouthpiece is in there. Make sure you bring your stuff. Number two on the list, don't forget to eat. Eat a lot, a lot. Like not so much that it makes you sick, but not eating throughout the day is a big mistake. Your body needs fuel to compete. If you're not eating consistently throughout the day, you're not gonna perform well. A tricky part about tournaments is that you're never really quite sure when you're going to compete, like in terms of the exact time. I know personally my food schedule I like to have before training hard and what I like to eat before I do something very physically demanding. But at a tournament, it might be difficult to follow that if you don't know the exact time you're stepping on the mat. For me, it's like 90 minutes before I like carbs and a little bit of protein, but if I don't know the exact time I'm competing, I don't know when 90 minutes before is. I have found my own personal preference during the tournament is to eat a lot of small things pretty consistently throughout the course of the day. Things that aren't super heavy, that aren't going to make me feel overly full, but are going to give me the nutrition that I need. Maybe some bananas or a sandwich, or I might treat myself with a pretzel. Just don't fall into the trap of not eating for a few hours and then they call your bracket and you're up in two minutes so it's too late to eat because that'll make you sick but it's been so long since you ate you're not going to be able to perform at your best. Pay attention to your day of nutrition. Speaking of not eating enough, do not cut a ton of weight. 5 to 10 pounds to be in the right division? Maybe yeah for 5, I wouldn't do much more than 10. It's just not that serious. 
If you're doing a major tournament like Worlds or something, you should be able to compete in the appropriate division by eating right and training hard and lowering your body fat over the course of your training camp. If you're training for world, you're probably training for six, seven, eight weeks at a time. Do it right and gradually bring your body fat down. Sweating out a ton of weight will diminish your performance, especially at IBJJF tournaments where you have to weigh in almost immediately before your first match. Do you want to be depleted and dehydrated and then stepping right out to compete in your first match? doesn't seem worth the gains to compete that way. And for a local tournament, it's really not that serious. Compete your hardest and do your best to win, but cutting 15 pounds to be in a lighter bracket for a Naga tournament, it's just dumb. It's not that important. Number four, don't pull a dad at the airport. Don't show up way too early. I think a good rule of thumb is to get there around three hours before you're scheduled to compete. One time, and this only happened to me one time in my entire life, a tournament ran early. I showed up, I'm sitting on the mat watching the other matches, I have my headphones on, listening to music, and then all of a sudden I hear someone yelling my name, yelling my name, yelling my name. And I go over to see what's up, and it was like an hour before I was scheduled to compete, and the guy was like, okay, you're up, go ahead. Like I wasn't wearing a rash guard, no mouthpiece, no nothing. And I said, what, you told me I'm competing in an hour. And they said, oh, we're early. So I had no warm up, no nothing, just stepped right on the mat, had to compete. They gave me like five minutes to change my clothes because I literally could not compete in what I was wearing. And it wasn't the best, it kind of sucked. But again, that's only ever happened one time in my entire life. That never happens. Most tournaments, you're gonna be sitting around and waiting for a while. 99% of the time, tournament days are, hey, hurry up and wait. They call your bracket, you head to your mat, and you sit around for a while waiting to go. If you're supposed to compete at noon and you get there at 6 a.m., that's a lot of waiting and a lot of sitting around. You could spend that time in other better ways. Like Emerson said, how much of human life is lost in waiting? Don't lose a good chunk of your life sitting around at tournaments. On the flip side, you don't want to be super early, but you also don't want to be so late that you miss the rules meeting. You really don't want to get DQ'd because you didn't go to the rules meeting and you didn't know that a certain technique was illegal. This has happened to me. Some tournaments make things illegal that others don't. It's dumb. Don't get caught out because you skipped the rules meeting. Most of the time it's just standard stuff and you're gonna walk away from that little huddle of people listening to one guy shout to everyone about how twisters are illegal. A crime in my book, the twister should not be illegal. But you're gonna walk away and you're gonna say, cool, that was a waste of 10 minutes. But it's better to waste those 10 minutes than lose your whole day because you got DQ'd and chased out of the gym by an angry mob with pitchforks because you heel hooked someone when you weren't supposed to. It's also happened to me, minus the pitchforks. Listen, jiu-jitsu tournaments are meant to be fun. You're supposed to enjoy yourself. The reality is, they can be very stressful. Something about competing against people you don't know with the goal of winning a medal can make you get into your own head and psych yourself out. It's normal to be nervous. It means that you care. But don't let those nerves take over and impact how you compete. Really not that big a deal. When you get back to work on Monday after the tournament, you will have one of two conversations. Did you win? Yeah, I did. Oh, cool. Did you win? No, I lost. Sucks. Yeah. What are you going to do? Those are the only two options. No one really cares because it's really not that important. It's going to mean a lot to you if you win. You're going to be bummed if you lose. 
But that's it. Don't make more of it than it is. When you're competing, if you're psyching yourself out, you're very easily going to forget the game plan. Don't do that. Don't forget your game plan. Don't be so rigid in your plan that you can't adjust, but don't abandon what you plan to do at the first sign of trouble. If you plan to wrestle and feel it out and you see your opponent in a match before yours and they are a good wrestler, don't immediately panic and think, oh, I'll just pull. Just trust your plan. Go in and attempt to do what you plan to do. If you need to adjust on the fly, you adjust on the fly. But don't panic change things just because you get nervous about something. Which brings me to my next point. Pay attention to the other matches. Watch what's happening in your division. It's hard to get a feel for a person's game or tendencies in one or two matches, but it's better to have a little information as opposed to zero information. What handed are they? Do they like to pass to the right or to the left? Did their takedown attempt look good, like they know what they're doing? Do they seem tired early? Do they seem like they didn't get tired at all? All of these things can help you if you compete against that person, and you'd rather know that information than not. Do not skip the warm-up. Before you step on the mat, you should be sweating. You should have a good sweat going when you get on the mat. I like 10 to 15 minutes of dynamic stretching, doing my best to get my whole body loosened up, then maybe 10 to 15 minutes of a jog, then finish it out with ideally three to four grappling rounds with a teammate. If that's not feasible, at least some high paced drilling. I personally know that my first match of a training session is always my worst. It takes me a few goes to get in the groove of things and feel loose. I don't want my first match of a tournament to be like my first match in the training room. I'd rather my first match of the tournament feel like my third or fourth match in the training room. Also, I guess this means that if you ever train with me and you really want to beat me up, your best bet is match number one, so skip to the front of the line, I guess. Don't turn down matches if they're offered to you. This is not going to happen at an IBJJF tournament or a major event, but a lot of times at a local tournament, they will offer you extra matches. Like if there's only one person in the weight class above you, sometimes they will offer you free matches to fill out that bracket so the guy in that bracket by himself can at least get a few goes in. Some tournaments will let you do the absolute division for free. Some tournaments will give you consolation matches. So if you're out of the bracket after a loss, they'll let you compete again just for fun. Do these matches. You already paid X amount of dollars to compete. Any free match just brings down the cost per match. Pay a hundred bucks and only do one match and that's a very expensive match. If you snag a couple free ones, you can bring that cost per match down a bit. It's not giving you the money back, but at least it's a little more value. I went to a tournament one time where I competed in two divisions above me and the absolute for free, both gi and no gi. So it was like four or five different brackets that I got to do for free just because there was no one in those weight classes. When it's all said and done and the day is over, don't neglect the cooldown. Your tomorrow self will thank yourself from today if you take a few minutes and cool down with some light dynamic stretching and a gradual lowering of your heart rate. It's very easy if you win to get so caught up in the excitement you head right to the podium, you get your medal and you head right out the door. Or if you lose, you just grab your shit and go. Don't do this. Do a nice cool down to help your recovery and prevent soreness and stiffness the next few days. The warm-up that you did before you went on, because you're not going to skip the warm-up because you listened to this episode, you can just do that in reverse. Do it at a slower pace. Work to get your heart rate down at a gradual pace. You will be happy you did so. 
so that is our list of big things not to do at tournaments. I hope you enjoyed this episode and it helps you in the future. If you did enjoy this episode, please rate, review, subscribe on whatever app you use to listen to the show. If you want to watch the video version of this episode or any episode that I do, the link to the YouTube page is below. Tons of content there. And if you want even more content, check out the link to our Patreon, which is also below. There is a lot of bonus content there that you can get for as little as $3 a month. It's a great way to help support the show and get more of the show into your life. Thank you so much again for listening, and I will see you all in the next episode.